Revelation 13.11 Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. The first beast, the Antichrist, came up out of the sea back in 13.1. Now, the second beast emerges from the earth. The Greek word for beast in verse 11 is the same word John used in verse 1. The first beast had ten horns, the second only two, and is described as being like a lamb. It should be obvious that the second beast is subordinate to the first, but his speech is significant. He spoke like a dragon. The second beast shares characteristics with Satan and the Antichrist. His, quote, superpower, end quote, is his speech. He is the false prophet. Think of a couple of historical examples. Edward Bernays and Woodrow Wilson. Joseph Goebbels and Adolf Hitler. The false prophet is the propaganda minister for Satan and Antichrist. One last characteristic of the false prophet is particularly bone-chilling. He is like a lamb. Based on everything we have read and learned from Revelation about the lamb, this beast is a deceptive, evil copy. Verse 12. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence, and he makes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose fatal wound was healed. The Antichrist, who is empowered by his, quote, miraculous, in quote, recovery, bestows authority on his false prophet. This deceiver has one job. Convince all earth that the Antichrist is to be worshipped. Verse 13. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down out of heaven to the earth in the presence of men. Worse yet, the false prophet is empowered by Satan to perform, quote, great signs, end quote, including causing fire to come down from heaven to earth. Here, the parallels include the magicians of Egypt from Exodus 7 and the priests of Baal from 1 Kings 18. Major fail. Before we leave the subject, think of the great magicians of history, Harry Houdini, 
Harry Blackstone, David Copperfield, Doug Henning, Zigfield and Roy. Do you find it interesting that the term magician transformed into illusionist? Kind of reminds one of the metamorphosis from garbage man to sanitation engineer, don't it? Illusionist probably most accurately applies to the second beast. Continuing in verse 14. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth because of the signs which it was given him to perform in the presence of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who had the wound of the sword and has come to life. And it was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause as many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. The false prophet assumes the role of Aaron in Exodus 32, verse 1. Now, when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people assembled about Aaron and said to him, Come, make us a God who will go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Just as the faith of the Israelites ridiculously failed when Moses didn't return from Sinai on their timetable, the world, in John's vision, feel like an idol will make them think that worshiping a statue of the Antichrist will save their collective soul. But the false prophet improves on the golden calf story. The Antichrist idol can talk but wait, there's more. Anyone who refuses to worship the idol is killed. The satanic slavery reaches its apex with the final mandate of this cruel regime. Beginning in verse 16. And he causes all, the small and the great, and the rich, and the poor, and the freemen, and the slaves, to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or to sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. This is probably the most infamous edict from Scripture. 
Commerce of any type is restricted exclusively to those who will accept a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. There has been an enormous amount of speculative words written or spoken on this one subject. Learned folks have spun their individual tale about how and when this abomination is implemented. Mostly, they try mightily to fit current events into this dystopian nightmare. Here, once again, interpreters use their own worldview as a backdrop for the vision found in Revelation. Furthermore, the favorite parlor game for Revelation speculators is the identity of the false prophet. John leaves chapter 13 with a singular clue. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for the number is that of a man, and his number is 666. The late eminent theologian John F. Volvoud, who taught at Dallas Theological Seminary for over five decades with a unique focus on biblical prophecy, offers the best conclusion to this lesson. Writing, Probably the simplest explanation here is the best. That the triple six is the number of a man, each digit falling short of a perfect number seven. Six in the scripture is man's number. The general character of the Great Tribulation, however, is graphically portrayed in this chapter. It will be a time of absolute rule, and Satan will have his way. The ultimate in false religion will sweep the entire world in a manifestation of evil never before seen on the earth. The fact will be demonstrated beyond question that man is not able to solve his own problems and only God can bring righteousness and peace to the earth. The present attempts at unification of ecclesiastical and political power seem to be the forerunner and preparation for this end-time situation. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near.